Nice. People blame the kind of stimulus packages that the Biden implemented, the different funding programs that he tried to uh, give to the citizens as the main cause of why inflation is so high. Now, in all reality, this is a completely ludicrous statement because Donald Trump was also implementing stimulus packages and funding programs for people. So that's not a big kind of valid reason to say in terms of why inflation is so high in the first place. Happy New Year to everybody. And as we come into 2023, this is the Purple Politics Podcast, Purple Political Podcast, and I'm your host, Redell Lewis. Yes, it's been two weeks-ish since I dropped the latest episode. The last one was a short episode. Do apologize. Been very busy with the holidays and all that good stuff. So, with that said, we're going to have continuous episodes every Monday, 7 a.m. EST that they will be dropping moving forward. Now, today is another solo episode, and I thought a perfect episode to kind of start 2023 with is a recap of all the important political topics that took place in 2022. So sit back, relax if you're listening, rate it five stars on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And with that said, let's dive right into it. Now, there are a lot of very interesting things that happened in 2022. A lot of negative things with the mass shootings, with COVID, with the war in Ukraine. Uh, but I want to stick into like more so the American political side in this particular episode. But I will be discussing some of these more in-depth topics at a different time moving forward with the weeks coming in. The first major thing that happened in 2022 was January 6th insurrection, raid, mob, whatever you may call it, where a bunch of Trump supporters, quote-unquote, attacked the White House. It was an unprecedented event that took place, considering this is not something that typically happens when it comes to the most sacred place in America. A bunch of people came in very violent, attacking police officers, attacking other politicians, and some say they were even using weapons. I don't remember if anybody died um, or the extent of the injuries itself, but because of this event, a lot of people question Donald Trump's motives as incitement to kind of start this in the first place. There's an investigation that has taken place in regards to Donald Trump to see how much at fault he really is, and a lot of very interesting information came to the surface regarding this raid from the Trump supporters. First thing to note that they brought up is some text messages from the Secret Service members and some knowledge, initial knowledge before the event, that an attack or a violent uh, insurrection was potentially going to occur nevertheless. Now, you may be able to argue that this is something that happens all the time where there's people who want to kind of take revenge on a certain politician, etc., etc. So you got to pick and choose which ones you take seriously. But nevertheless, regardless of all that facts, they should have been much more prepared, even if there's an inclination that the White House, with all the most important political figures, was going to be attacked. A lot of these uh, other politicians, even in the Republican Party, actually came at Donald Trump 
asking him why he not why he let this happen but more so do you even care and a lot of the responses from donald trump made it seem like he didn't actually there's also a statement that indicated that he actually glorified saying this to a politician saying if you were more upset on the election then you would have taken more action so these people didn't have to not a direct quote but the sentiment is there what it seemed like to a lot of people is that Donald Trump's words may have incited the violence and all that stuff. Uh, whether or not he planned it is in question. There's really no conclusive evidence that he did plan it, even though people are trying to put together the circumstantial evidence. But one thing that you can't deny is Donald Trump never tried to retract it, never tried to punish, never tried to come at the people that incited the violence. Matter of fact, he kind of glorified it, made it seem like the event was him losing the election was a um, martyr. So the people kind of stood up for their beliefs. It was wildly inappropriate, not only considering that you're trying to come at the institution of voting itself, that's a different discussion and different conversation, but also the fact that you allowed violence to happen and you never did anything to rectify the circumstance. It's very unprofessional, very inappropriate, and Donald Trump definitely deserves the, the slander he gets from this specific event. The next important uh, thing that took place in regards to the political side of America is the overturning of Roe v. Wade. This was a big event considering Roe v. Wade was a kind of like established sentiment in America. Now, the question on why it was implemented in the first place is up in the air, with some people saying that it was a manipulation tactics from two specific women who kind of manipulated Roe in the first place. Then there's other kind of sentiments that saying that that wasn't the case. So the kind of introduction of the law in the first place has always been in question. But the overturning of Roe v. Wade definitely got a lot of people's attention because what this provided is that the states themselves would have full autonomy in deciding whether or not they will allow abortion in their state. It became no longer a federal protective right to have an abortion, and that is something that was mind-blowing for a lot of the more progressive liberal and left Democrats at the end of the day. They kind of alluded to the federal the government trying to take away women's rights for them not being allowed to have an abortion and it caused a lot of backfire at the end of the day now the question on whether this was warranted or not is still up for grabs at the end of the day it really depends on what state kind of allows abortion some don't some do some has trigger laws trigger laws so that if you kind of go through a certain threshold then you can or cannot have an abortion. So the question on whether or not this should be a federal law or a state law is also very hard to judge because the Constitution itself doesn't really kind of bridge the gap between these two circumstances. With that said, the the controversial discussion of abortion and its morality is a discussion for another day, I'm sure. But that was a huge event. And people are arguing this could be a ch changing of tides in terms of individual human rights. The next event that I want to talk about is Kentaji Brown Jackson taking oath, being the first black woman to appear or to be one of the justices for the Supreme Court. 
As of right now, I looked at the 12 individuals that are Supreme Court justices. Four of them are white old men. Two of them are white women. One Asian woman, one black man, and now a black woman. There is quite a few diversity, although people are going to be upset. Oh, look at the amount of white people. I get it. I understand. But this is a changing of times at the end of the day with more representation and more diversity appearing in the different levels of the political spaces. Moving forward, let us talk about some of the more kind of long go ongoing discussions in the student debt relief program that was proposed by Joe Biden. They're still considering or discussing this uh, proposal, so to speak, to see if they're going to implement it or not by giving student debt relief for a lot of young, uh, a lot of Americans across America. But the kind of core things that you should know in terms of what this program institutes as of right now is that certain people will qualify for either a up to twenty thousand or up to ten thousand dollars in debt relief. If you are qualified for the Pell Grant when you went to college, that would be up to 20. If you are not, that would be up to 10. Basically kind of indicting that if you make a certain amount of money, you'll get more funding. If you make less than $250,000 for a household or make less than $125,000 for an individual, then you will be kind of afforded this debt forgiveness program. If you make it above that, then you will not qualify. So this is a huge program with a lot of people saying that, hey, these people got themselves in this situation. They shouldn't be bailed out by the federal government to alleviate all their debt. Some others are arguing this could ruin the economy, while other more progressive people are saying this is something that they should do. Inherent when it comes to the principle itself, the principle of the federal government bailing people out shouldn't be something that we kind of allow if we're talking about the principle behind it. But in terms of a selfish innate desire to be able to kind of move forward without the student debt, I'm all for it. So it's a kind of a quorums of morality that I'm going through here. But at the end of the day, this would help a lot of people being able to move on with their life, especially after COVID-19 and how difficult and how bad the economy is currently. Speaking of the economy, one of the or the top voted most detri uh, detrimental issue that is going on in America, voted by the Americans, is the high inflation. As of right now, inflation is about, let me see, 8.2% higher than normal. About 89% of Americans voted that they were concerned about this. About 64% of them are white people, 60% of black voters voted this, 66% of, of other minorities also voted that this was the top issue in terms of America right now. Inflation is at an all-time high, of course, and people are still struggling to get everything on track when it comes to stocks, real estate, even cryptocurrency basically died. Now it seems like things are going back to normal, so to speak, but people are still very much upset, blaming Joe Biden as the main cause of why inflation is so high in the first place. Now, if you look in depth in what was going on, the actual causes of the high inflation in the first place, people blame the kind of stimulus packages that the Biden implemented, the 
different funding programs that he tried to uh, give to the citizens as the main cause of why inflation is so high. Now, in all reality, this is a completely ludicrous statement because Donald Trump was also implementing stimulus packages and funding programs for people. So that's not a big kind of valid reason to say in terms of why inflation is so high in the first place. There's a lot of deliberations on what is the exact cause for high inflation, but in reality, in terms of what is the true cause, it's really not that complicated. It's due to COVID. There's a reason why global there's a global uh, inflation situation going on right now. It's because COVID came, ruined the economy worldwide. COVID kind of caused everything to happen, what, how it happened, and different politicians are trying to figure out how to remedy the situation. Now, you may disagree with different proposals and different solutions, but at the end of the day, when it comes to the cause of the high inflation, you can't really pin it on one single individual, unless you want to say it's the individual that created COVID-19. Moving forward, let's talk about elections a little bit more. Speaking of Joe Biden, as we know that Donald Trump has indicated that he plans to run again, and more so in terms of elections, is that the midterm elections had a very high turnout cost. What is the reason? Well, the younger generation are getting more and more involved with politics, me included, of course. People are caring more and more about what's going on around them and their situation and their circumstance, caring about politics at a younger, younger age due to social media specifically and getting all these political news constantly. Now, you could argue this is a good or bad thing for the most part because there's a lack of experience for these young individuals and a lack of perspective as well. But with more people caring about voting in general, that's inherently a good thing so the people's voices can be heard. So never stop trying to vote. Never stop caring about what is going on in your country because in order to, for change to happen, you as an individual have to be a part of that change. Moving forward, some of the other kind of uh, voting stuff that was going on is that there was a lot of indication that the Republicans have squandered their options and choices because of Donald Trump's poor actions in general. And people have speculated that the Democrats are going to wash in terms of the election. However, that turned out not to be the case as the Republicans took control of the House a very interesting scenario and situation because of the smugness i saw from a lot of democrats i think what you gotta have to realize at the end of the day is that even though there's a lot of failures on both sides there's still a lot of kind of blind devotion to your political party and they'll vote that side no matter what it is what it is moving forward some other republican talk we had Raphael Warnock winning Georgia, beating Herschel Walker, who was a Republican candidate for Georgia. This was an important event for some people, of course, um, mainly because Herschel Walker is such an interesting figure, kind of trying to not be like Donald Trump, was, but was inciting a lot of the same talking points as Trump. And Herschel Walker is a famous NFL and college football player, so it was a very interesting thing to take place at the end of the day. 
Another thing that took place was, of course, the Respect for Marriage Act. I talked about that in my last political episode. And the Respect for Marriage Act, very simply, is the new act in kind of consequence of Roe v. Wade being overturned that made sure that individuals would have the right to marry despite race or sexual orientation. Um, so whether you're gay or straight or whether you're black or white, the Respect for Marriage Act makes it a federal law that you cannot discriminate against them from getting married. Now, they did add a caveat in the act itself saying religious institutions, however, are not obligated to adhere to any kind of individuals due to their own personal practice. So if a church doesn't want to kind of be the place that a gay couple wants to get married, then that gay couple has no right to sue them to do so. So it's good they had some protections for other organizations that don't agree with certain ways of life, just to be inherently fair at the end of the day. I mean, if you're a gay couple in the first place, I don't know how much you want to uh, even get married in a church if a lot of people are going to be looking at you sideways in the first place. So the reason why this is kind of a causal situation from Roe v. Wade is that there was a justice, a uh, Republican, some people say, that was considering overturning the Marriage Act laws as well, saying that this shouldn't be a federal uh, federal law either. So this was an interesting step forward. And with that said, we're going to end it with the another act that was passed called the Don't Say Gay Bill from a lot of progressives. And this act was something that a lot of people were upset about as well. This was implemented in Florida. And basically what it says is it doesn't allow sexual orientation or gender identity to be taught in classrooms from kindergarten through third grade. A lot of people were angry saying you're being, you know homophobic you're against lgbtq but a lot of the sentiment behind the act being passed in the first place is because they don't want young kids being implemented about things that they shouldn't be worrying about in the first place so those are the most important political topics that took place in 2022 i wanted to break down give my general thoughts about them very quickly as we wrap everything up as we begin 2023 i'll be back every monday starting 7 a.m est in terms of the podcast episodes or you can check out the YouTube channel called Purple Politics. I'll have more content coming, of course. Yo, thank you very much for the excellent year of 2022. It was a very fun year. We continue, well, I plan to continue to level up things and level up the content. So with that said, you have a good one. Take care and peace.